Hi everyone and welcome back to DCNT, my podcast where I break down all things DC related with a splash of tea on the side. Tea meaning whenever I criticize Warner Brothers when they're being incompetent and there's going to be a lot of that today. But this is only episode 2 of DCNT so I'm happy if you have maybe just discovered this podcast or coming back from episode 1 because you love that so much. I'm so happy if you are, you know, tuning in and this is going to be your regular Thursday thing if you're listening, Friday thing if you're watching the video. But (laughs) I have a lot to say today because I did, I always intended for this episode to be about DC fandom. It just happened this past Saturday and I thought I would have a lot to discuss and I still do in a way, but there's another topic that has just been eating at me. So, and since I don't think DC fandom should be the main topic of today, so this episode will be focused on both DC fandom and my thoughts and emotions and I guess my review of the event, but also about Wonder Woman and how her character is treated by DC and Warner Media in general and why I think it's bad. So <laughs> this is going to be a lot of tea, I guess. <laughs> Um, and I hope I don't go off on so too many tangents because I actually don't have that many notes. I kind of would just, I know what I want to say, but man, I'm going to go on so many tangents. I already know. I apologize in advance, but if you listen to me, you already know. You already know how I talk and everything. Okay, so DC fandom. I, look, if you enjoy DC fandom, that's great. Props to you, but... I, I, man, DC fandom was such a disappointment. I don't understand Warner Brothers at all because it was just so poorly organized. And I was thinking deeply about this. (laughs) And I just think DC fandom was so shallow because, yes, we had a couple trailers, we had some first looks, but it was just all on the surface. There was nothing we thought we didn't expect. There was nothing, um, let's say they had the Batgirl panel. There is nothing really major from the Batgirl panel, nothing major from the Blue Beetle panel, nothing new. And because they didn't have a schedule, I mean, some people are saying, oh, they don't wanna release the schedule because you know the Batman is gonna be last. Well, we all know the Batman is gonna be last. So it was the same thing that happened last year. And the thing is, people still did tune in to DC fandom both, well, last year, because both because of the Batman and the Snyder Cut, but also because there were a lot of things that were announced and that were new and that were hyped up. And even though there was a lot of hype for DC fandom in the beginning beforehand, when, when especially when I realized that they weren't going to release a schedule, I just... I mean, I just think, like, are y'all embarrassed? This is embarrassing. DC fandom is embarrassing, and that's why I didn't release a schedule, because what in the world? I I know people always say, oh, this could have been an email, this could have been a post-it note, (laughs) but honestly, this could have been an email, even with the trailers, even with the trailers just embed the trailers in the email with all the information that you gave us even though there was no new information really and that would have been it (laughs) that could have been dc fandom and it's so disappointing um in terms of what dc fandom used to be i mean used to be it was only one event (laughs) it was only one time last year 
but last year was spectacular and again um watching this year's dc fandom it really made me realize how much both the snyder cut and the batman propped up last year's dc fandom but and yes they did i'm not denying that but at the same time even sprinkled throughout dc fandom last year there were so many small announcements and little things like maybe a casting or maybe something you didn't expect to be dropped something you know but for this year it was just so shallow there was nothing new to be expected and even for the panels that were good like for example the smallville panel oh my gosh i love smallville i love smallville so much i forget that i binged it i feel like i grew up with it but i didn't i binged it and i love that they did the whole 20th anniversary panel it was so I, it was just awesome i love smallville but at the same time, there were, you know, rumors circulating that there could maybe be an animated revival of Smallville for, like, I think that was a couple months ago. Uh, but we, nothing about that, nothing new. I mean, yes, it's good to see these people. And I was okay, like, hey, maybe it was just a unfounded rumor. But then I heard another rumor after the fact that they did want to announce the animated re revival but it was cut out for some reason. I really hope that's not true because why, why? <laughs> and as I said before, there were just no surprises and, and events like this, surprises do matter. There was no Black Canary panel, no Zatanna casting, no Green Lantern panel, what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously, okay, let me, Hold on, let me just list the things that didn't happen before I get back to Green Lantern because I realized something that made me mad. Because, so yeah, no Green Lantern, no GCPD. Um, am, I, am I missing something? Oh my gosh, there was no, let's see. I mean, Titans are new for season four, but that also didn't make me happy because can we have new writers, please? And thank you quickly. Please, please get some new writers on that show. Get a new showrunner, honestly. Get new people other than the cast because... I don't understand why Titans always start so well. Well, this season started off well. Season, does season two start well? Man, it's been a while. But it starts well, but then goes just off the rails. And it's just like the problems with Titans are so clear. Again, that can be a whole <laughs> another podcast. But yeah. No GCPD, no Green Lantern, no Satana casting, no nothing for a Black Canary. These could have been things that could have been surprise panels because there was no schedule release, which I was hoping for since there was no schedule release that could they could just pop up and be like, oh my gosh, wow, Black Canary is here, Satana casting. How do we have a writer for the movie, uh, Emerald Fennel, and we still don't have any hint of a casting for Satana? It's so strange it's so strange oh my gosh Ugh. but back to green lantern because that's what made me mad when i realized but these idiots wouldn't let zack snyder put john stewart in the snyder cut even though the whole purpose of the snyder cut was to have it be his cut, the director's cut. I I'm I hope I don't have to really explain this deeply, but that's the whole purpose. And they still were trying to take things out, and they did take things out because they did not release 
you didn't let uh, the Green Lantern, John Stewart, be shown. And I don't get it because maybe I'm out of the loop. Please tell me, you guys, have you heard a word, a whisper, something about John Stewart anywhere in you know DCU future or whatever? Because I have not heard a thing. And then they don't even have the Green Lantern panel. We're supposed to have a whole show for Green Lanterns, like, you know, all of them. And there's nothing? There's nothing. Let me repeat. There's nothing for Jon Stewart, and there's nothing for Green Lanterns, and they still wouldn't let Zack Snyder put Jon Stewart in his movie for, like, five minutes or less. What? I'm just, I'm, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Honestly, the more I think about DC fandom, the more confused it makes me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, let me break up the vibe right now. Let me just break up the vibe. Because let me go to the positive things and I'll go back to more things that bother me. So yes, we did get first looks and trailers for the bigger movies. Like we have, um... There was a first look for Black Adam, or like a little teaser, I guess. Teaser for The Flash, don't care about that. Um, there was kind of behind the scenes for Aquaman, and of course we had the trailer, the big, you know, look forward to trailer for The Batman. Those are the big things for the movies. There was um, concept art for Blue Beetle and Batgirl. Amazing, great, whatever, could have been an email. but. Oh yeah, Batgirl is confirmed to have red hair, but I know people will still complain about Leslie Grace's casting because it's not about the hair. And what else? We had some concept art for The Adventures of Superman. Looks fun. I'll tune in. I love Superman. Um, Harley Quinn still hasn't <laughs> prepared a teaser. It was kind of like a teaser, but kind of not. It was really mostly concept art. It was, it was funny. It was smaller things they released some things for the cw shows like the flash is going to get his gold boots again an email like who cares there was a trailer for peacemaker i don't care about that there was an announcement that doom patrol was going to get a season four but i could have sworn it's just me i could have sworn they already announced season four for doom patrol a couple days earlier but maybe um maybe i'm being delusional there was again season four for titans they announced that but can we yeah please have new writers new showrunner new everything um yes everything and then by the way they were talking about this show called dm what is it called dmz it's with rosario rosario dawson has ava duvernay and this is the first i ever heard about it and maybe this was supposed to be a surprise panel but i remember when the panel started it acted like we already knew what it was. It was so strange. All of a sudden, I'm like watching this panel with Ava DuVernay, and it's talking about DMZ, and they're acting like I should already know that this was in development. But okay, that's something. Pennyworth is moving to HBO Max, and apparently, I am so shocked and amazed that Pennyworth already has two seasons, and it's gonna have its third season premiering on HBO Max because. I didn't know already had two seasons. When they said like, oh, Pennyworth season three is coming to HBO Max in 2022. I'm like, where was season one and season two? <laughs> 
Where? But apparently it was on Epic, so that explains why I did not know about it. We did get some good trailers for the games. I think they were both story trailers. It was for Gotham Knights and, you know, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. So the panel did start off well because they revealed that um, there's Superman, there's Flash, there's uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart, and... Um, was called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, but there's also Wonder Woman, which oh man, I'm so happy about when I saw her lasso. It was so great, so great. But those are the major announcements, and um, everything in between was kind of smaller things. They showed like fan art, and that was fun. But for four hours, it's just there was a moment, man, four hours. And I do appreciate, I do want to mention, I do appreciate the Greek mythology elements for getting from Shazam, because I think that's awesome. But that leads to another complaint, because I wish we could get that content more for Wonder Woman. And, oh my goodness, I am just, I have so much to say about Wonder Woman, and I hope I can say them in the best way possible. But in terms of my final thoughts about DC fandom, DC fandom was lazy. It was flat, it was shallow, and it could have been better. And I know it could have been better because I remember last year's. I remember last year's DC fandom. And I'm not going to applaud mediocrity. I am not going to applaud. Oh, you tried. Oh, you put this together for the fans. Because did you really? I really hope the Smallville animated thing is not true. Because why would you cut that out? Why is there nothing from Green Lantern, the show? And then why is there nothing? I know he's going to appear in the game, the Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League. But those are always separate from the movies. So why is there nothing for a live action Jon Stewart? Why is there nothing for GCPD? Why is there no Satana casting? Why in DC fandom do you applaud yourself so much for your POC representation and how representation is so important? I just think DC fandom was a massive circle jerk for the executives of Warner Brothers so they could pat themselves on the back for doing nothing. Because there was this one segment, I forgot what panel it was after, but they were talking about how POC, people color, representation is so important. And, um, I'm just so confused because I'm getting mixed signals. Where's the apology to Ray Fisher? Why is the Latina Batgirl going on HBO Max? Why is Blue Beetle going on HBO Max? I don't like being positive or being trying to be positive and saying like, oh, well, we got this. This was good because this was bullshit. Seriously, I like things where it's very clear 
that the person behind it put in a lot of hard work. They care about what they're doing. And that's why I don't like Warner Brothers and why I will always criticize them until they get better. And that's the same reason why I like people like Zack Snyder and people like Matt Reeves. Because they're very obviously passionate about what they're talking about. So yes, I think DC fandom at the end of the day was a waste of time to be an event. This could have been an email or it could have like had a day and like released information, you know, every 10 minutes or so. But I think this was a massive fail. And I'm happy if, if you are listening to this and you enjoy DC fandom, that's great. I did not. Okay, there was something else that I wanted to talk about. And again, why I didn't like this event and why it like made me bitter in the middle of the event is that, again, it just causes so much confusion. When I say this is a huge circle jerk for Warner Brothers, I'm not kidding because they want to show Blue Beetle and they want to show... Uh, Latina Batgirl, and they want to show Candace Patton on the, um, you know, from the Flash for the news Flash, which is again is smart. But if you know what Candace Patton has been through on that show, it's just like behind the scenes, you know, obviously. But I hate Warner Brothers and how they treat their talent, seriously, because they want to showcase all these people and do all this shit, and it's like. Oh, well, we have Latina Batgirl, we have Blue Beetle, we have this, and we have this. We're doing good, right? We're doing good, right? We're doing good, right? Like, applaud us. Applaud us. Like, don't talk about Ray Fisher. Don't talk about Jon Stewart. Don't talk about all that stuff going on in the background. We're doing good, right? Like, look at all what we have. Even though we're not treating our people well, like, they're here. They have, they've arrived. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's pathetic. It's truly pathetic. I really hate how every time I watch a movie or a TV show, like, you know, on the CW, I'm always wondering what happened to these actors. Did someone mistreat them? What happened behind the scenes? Because I, I will always wonder now. I will always wonder because they've, Warner Brothers have shown no change. And it's not just with the movies. And then DC Fandom just confirmed how I felt. And I'll leave that there. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have to cool down. <laughs> I have to cool down. I want to talk about Wonder Woman. Because um, I the reason I haven't addressed the panel they had for um, Diana's 80th anniversary... It's because that's the main topic of my video other, other than DC fandom. That's what I want to talk about. And how they treat the character of Diana Prince herself. Um, mostly in the movies and TV shows. But they, had a, they did have a panel for the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman. And I think that's great. People are really looking forward to it. Um, if you don't... 
I mean, if you don't know, I'm a fan of the entire DC Trinity. I love Superman. I love Batman. I love Wonder, Wonder Woman. And I love all of their universes. And it's so sad to see that Diana is not treated like she's a part of the DC Trinity in at least movies and TV shows. We had a panel with Linda Carter and Patty Jenkins talking about Diana Prince. Um, talking about Diana Prince and, you know, the Amazons and, you know, in general. But there's nothing for Wonder Woman 3. They couldn't say anything about it. They're just talking about the character herself. There's no, no, again, no surprises, nothing. No, there's no animated series. There's no animated movies coming. There's no, there's no live action TV series coming that could be greenlit for HBO Max so we can expand on this universe. Wonder Woman has such a lush universe and it's so sickening to see that the property that has her in their hands will do nothing with her and her people. It doesn't make any sense. And honestly, I just have to get used to things not making sense <laughs> with DC and Warner Brothers because, but before I get into more with the movies and TV and how I feel like they're treating her kind of in the mainstream realm of things, I did want to know is that what makes this so crazy is that she's not treated this way in the comics, at least now. Like the comics are doing so much for Diana and her, and her people like Nubia. I want to go through all the comics that were that are either a miniseries that are going on right now or you know maybe they did something for the 80th anniversary in general because they have a lot of stuff and again I'm t I, <laughs> again I will tell you it is my goal to have you read something read one comic please like if you ever pick up a comic and it was because of me just message me on Twitter or at me on Twitter I'll be so happy but so I want to go through, so there's a lot, because for DC Comics, for um, solicitations, I think this is for October, okay, yeah, for this, so this is for her 80th anniversary, we have, they had a 100 page, super spectacular for Wonder Woman, they have Historia, the Amazons, they have Nubia and the Amazons, they have the Adventures of Young, young Diana, that's awesome, they have a Wonder Woman number one special edition. They also have Temp. Wait, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. They <laughs> they also have Tempest Toss special edition. That's another thing for Wonder Woman. Uh, these are all for Wonder Woman. Like okay, <laughs> and then they also have. I think this is the last one. They have Diana Princess of the Amazons uh, special edition number one. So that's another kind of young Diana kind of thing. So that's about, oh man, I lost count. That's like six or seven things going on in DC Comics. And then, yeah, we have the third movie of, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be a trilogy or just for a saga in DCU. But yes, we have the third movie coming, movie coming up. But do we know anything about it? And then are any changes going to be made? Because obviously changes need to be made. And I don't trust Patty Jenkins with this character. Because I really want to give her a chance. And but I'm, oh God, what the hell? <laughs> what in the world? I was watching this panel 
And I heard Patty Jenkins say, and it caused a whole uproar on Twitter, obviously. And I heard Patty Jenkins say that Diana is anything but a warrior. You know, and they go on to talk about her compassion and the peace aspect of her character. And as a fan of this character, I am so sick and tired of this debate. And I am so, oh man, I just, what's the word? I just, I don't want this debate to be coming from the people running her live action character because I'm so, so tired of the debate of having, oh, the warrior Diana versus the compassionate Diana and that they're two separate things. They're not separate things. And if you think they have to be separate and that's the only way the character can exist, you don't know this character. You do not know Diana and you don't know the Amazons. They, you can be a compassionate warrior. They've shown that, oh yeah, in like Zack Snyder's Justice League, they clearly show the warrior side of her and how, but the duality of her being compassionate not just with a small moment with that little girl in the beginning, but with Victor and how she kind of is, you know, a leader of the team. And it, why do I have to, why do I have to explain Diana? And I don't want to have to explain Diana to Patty Jenkins, who is running her character or her live action character, because 1984, I was planning to have a whole nother podcast episode for this, but 1984, Wonder, <laughs> I forgot this. It was a book as well. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Oh my gosh, I really don't like Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. And there, yes, there are some small moments. There are some small moments I enjoyed about the movie, but mainly, it's just a big no, 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 no. <laughs> And part of the reason why I dislike it, at first I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh, they're going with, you know, the compassionate, peaceful Diana that doesn't like have her sword and shield and blah, blah, blah. But it just used her lasso and it's more colorful because, okay. But man, the movie was just so bad. <laughs> And I think the main thing of the movie that was really egregious was the writing for Diana and just the writing of the movie in general. And I think it's because they didn't bring back the original screenwriter for the first Wonder Woman. And again, I just feel that Patty Jenkins does not understand this character. And I'm really tired of people defending her. I'm sick of it. Because every single time I see someone defend Patty, it's always like, oh, why are you coming after her? Like, you don't come after her. Like, you don't come after other people if they're, you know, men. Like, why are you trying to bring her off the movie? Like, if a guy made the same mistakes, if a male director made the same mistakes, you wouldn't want him off the movie? I'm like, yes, we would. Yes, we would. I'm so tired of people bringing up like, oh, she's a woman. That's very targeting her and women are criticized more. And yes, women are criticized more. And I'm not saying that's not true. Come on, I know. But in this case, she deserves the criticism. It's not like 1984 was this 50-50, oh, she did some things well. No, it was just, no. 
The only thing you could say she did well was the relationship between Steve and Diana, but even then, it's fucked up because of the way they bring back Steve's character. And it's all... That's... God. That was so... I I don't trust stands of this movie who will never mention what they did with Steve because the fact that Steve comes back in another man's body I really thought that the way it would work was that she was seeing Steve but everyone else was just seeing another, another person but it was Steve but the fact they had him inhabiting a guy's consciousness who was just you know, alive the other day, and then him and Diana in their reunion have sex, like, well, it's highly implied. Um, I don't get stands of this movie who don't mention this, and it's super hip hypocritical, because if the roles were reversed, people would not let it go. And it's because it's a woman, Patty Jenkins, and because she's the director, Patty Jenkins, the woman, that no one talks about this. It's fucked up, and I hated that part of the movie. I hated it, and it ruined a lot of the movie for me. Also, Cheetah was bad, but that's a whole other thing. So don't talk to me about Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, so back to my original point before my rant about 84. <laughs> I just... I hate how Diana is not being treated like she's part of the DC Trinity. Like, why doesn't she have her whole universe set? You know, like, why don't we have a live action series? Like, we have Doom Patrol, we have Titans, we have... There's so much stuff that could come from her universe that could go on HBO Max. We could have even just a movie. I mean, I know she was recently, well, in Injustice, but also in, um... What was the last movie they had that was... Oh, my God. <laughs> it was another animated movie, and it had a really interesting um, animation style. Oh, my God. This is going to irritate me. What was this movie? It was, like, war something. The movie I'm talking about was Justice Society World War II with The Flash and Wonder Woman and Hawkman, Black Canary, all that good stuff. But that's great. But I want her to be more than just being featured in a movie. We should have, like, come on, these comics, Nubia and the Amazons, that's a show. Historia, little miniseries. Um, Young Diana, that's an animated movie. I should not do the work for you. <laughs> I just wish, I mean, Superman, I mean, obviously, I think it's obvious to most people, but Batman gets the most attention um, because... You're just Batman. And then even, you know, with Titans and there's so many Batman animated movies, like Batman gets the most attention. But even Superman, I think Superman's like a, a little bit below. But in terms of, well, at least on th things that are going on right now, but at least Superman has, um, we have Superman and Lois. We have the Adventures of Superman. Uh, I think it's called Adventures of Superman, but it's, that's going to be an animated show. There are things happening for Superman. Hopefully, there's going to be a Smallville animated revival, even though they didn't announce that for some reason. I'm hoping it's true that's going to happen, but if it's true and they didn't announce it, that's so strange. But 
I can I just I cannot get it out of my head that they did a whole panel for Diana and there's nothing and the just pull from the comics their comics are right there just like I said Nubia like show Historia miniseries Young Diana that could be an anime movie there's so many things you could do and then you could do a whole one one woman has some great stories that's you could have a whole series of animated movies at least like and why if you do plan to do these things in the future there's not one thing you can announce at the panel at dc fandom is what in the world what in the world i don't want to okay look with all respect to linda carter I don't want to sit there and listen to Patty Jenkins and Linda Carter just talk about Wonder Woman. When it's also very clear that in some ways they don't really understand the character. Or they're just talking about Linda's portrayal of the character. I don't know what is wrong with Warner Brothers. Like, I just really wish this character was treated the way she should be treated. She is part of the DC Trinity. I don't know why I did a circle. Trinity. <laughs> if you're watching the video. I don't know why I just did a circle that first time. But she is a part of it and she deserves respect. That's my main point. That is my main point happening right now. Also, I do want to mention, I mean, I do, I try to mention comics each week. I'm going to do that. But if, there, if I ever do just mention it, mention anything or you guys see something that, you know, is DC Comics or DC adjacent or anything like that, let me know if you want me to review anything, like review a particular comic or even ask me if I've read a comic, if, you, if it's something that's, um, like more of a limited series or something like that. I'm really trying to get you into comics. So let me know if any of the comics that I mentioned you would like a full review on because I attend to read Nubia, Historia, all these things. I'm so excited. It, I mean, it's a great time to be a Wonder, Wonder Woman fan in comics, but man, like in DC fandom, we were starving. And over here, Batman and Superman are just being, the fans are just being fed. And then <laughs> Wonder Woman, we are just thirsty and hungry for anything and they gave us nothing and then even for what they do have in well I don't know if it's in production but is it in pre-production Wonder Woman 3 I don't know but even then there's nothing no castings no hint at a villain a concept art at least Batgirl and Blue Beetle gave concept art like what is going what what in the world you guys I can't get over how bad that panel was I cannot get over it and what truly bothers me is that I truly, I really believe that Patty Jenkins does not understand this character and she just wants to see what she wants to put forth. And I think that was proven with um, 84. And I think it was proven with this panel. And that's why I'm not looking forward to the third movie of either the trilogy of the saga of Diana, but we'll see. Have I said if they want it to be a trilogy or is it going to just going to be, it's going to keep going. But, um, and that's why honestly I would advocate for her not to direct the movie, but she's going to direct the movie. And they also acted like that was an announcement the other day. Was that DC Fandom or the day before? But I remember there was an announcement. Oh, Patty Jenkins is directing 
Wonder Woman 3. And it's like, didn't we know this? I really... Am I like in a time loop or something? <laughs> I could have sworn we knew this. <laughs> but that's how I reacted. And so, man, I'm really not looking forward to it. And the thing is, when I'm not looking forward to something from a character, at least like Batman or, or Superman. I mean, most anything with Batman I'm really, I'm really looking forward to. But let's say I wasn't looking forward to Adventures of a Superman or Adventures of Superman. I'm sorry if I'm getting the name of that show wrong. It's going to be an animated show. It looks good. But let's say I wasn't looking forward to that. I have Superman and Lois. You know, I have that thing. I have something else to go to. But with Wonder Woman, that's just not the case. And at the most, she's going to be... You know, she was the main star in Justice Society, the movie that just came out. It was earlier this year. It feels like so long ago. She was. She was one of the main cast members. But she should have her own thing. And I hate that I'm not, I'm not looking forward to uh, Wonder Woman 3. And then I don't have anything else to look forward to other than the comics. Like, I wish, like, I wish I, I would pass out if something like Nubia and the Amazons was greenlit to be a live-action series on HBO Max. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Um, even the A Young Diana movie, they could target that towards a younger audience like that Aquaman show that they have going on. I would still watch it. It's Young Diana. Who wouldn't want to watch her adventures? And then even like, um, what was the movie? Space Jam 2. <laughs> that was, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. That movie was okay. But one of my favorite parts of the movie was when they were in the mascara and Lola Bunny had to go through, and she was going through the trials, and they animated Diana so well with her hair flowing in the wind, and I'm like, man, I want, I want more of this character. I love Diana so much, and I think that's the issue. Like, I love Diana so much, and the issue is that the property that has her is not showing her any love whatsoever but then they want to have a whole panel for our 80th anniversary where they pretend that they're showing love even though it's just words you're just talking bullshit to me because you're saying she's so special you're saying she's so relevant the thing is she is i'm not saying diana prince is not special not relevant not wonderful not amazing not fantastic that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that they're not treating her like she is. Because where is her universe? Where's the mascara? Even the way they treated the mascara on Titans, I did not like whatsoever. It was so strange. I, what is going on? And I don't know how to, like, I don't even know. Because I don't even know how this could be addressed other than I want an animated movie. I want an animated series. I want a live action series right now. Green lit it right now. I want the Titans equivalent with better writing. I want a Harley Quinn type show. I guess maybe PG-13. I don't know. I love Harley Quinn, but <laughs> I don't know if they want to do Wonder Woman R-rated, but whatever. It'll be fine. Like, give me something like that. And why is it? And again, it's actually very strange to have to keep asking for these things when you when they have HBO Max. Like they have this whole platform when they can create all these things and they don't do it. They don't do it. 
And then even the things that they do have that are going to go in the service, you know, Gotham City PD, wait, what? Yeah, GCPD, and then the Green Lantern show, they didn't promote whatsoever. The promotion for HBO Max is such, so bad. <laughs> it's awful. And it's so bad because HBO Max is actually a really good service. The only thing I don't like is the interface and how it, not how it looks, but how it works with how you pick things and how you select things. I hate, I hate it. But it's perfect for me because it has everything I like. It has DC. It has the Studio, Studio Ghibli. It has I, you know, animated movies. It has classic movies. It has horror movies. It has you know a lot of sitcoms I like. It's an amazing service. But because it's in the hand of Warner Brothers, it's not being promoted inadequately. And I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of Warner Media or whoever. Also, I need to go through the whole like tier of how Warner Brothers, Warner Media works because it's so confusing sometimes and who's really in charge and what's going on. But it's I'm really sick of Warner Brothers having all these amazing properties and these amazing characters and not doing anything with them. And why do I have to beg? For them to do something. They're right there. All you have to do is put it together. And this is why. <laughs> I really believe this is why. Not just because it started earlier. But this is why the MCU is just never going to be beat. It just never. It's never going to happen. It's not because the DCU isn't connected or whatever. It doesn't have to be connected. But have a vision. Have a goal, have a purpose. I, like, and again, this is why I like people like Zack Snyder and Matt Reeves. You know, even Kathy Yan, even though I didn't love Birds of Prey, there were aspects that I liked about the movie, but there was a purpose. There was, I, you could tell she loved Harley Quinn. And that's, oh man, like, that's all I'm asking for. I want to see the love and care shown to these characters that they deserve. Man, I am so sorry for going on so many tangents and so many rants. If you're listening to this podcast, I hope it entertained you on the way to work or while you're eating lunch or, you know, whatever you're doing. But yeah, that is my main problem with both DC fandom and how, and both with how they treated not just one woman, but a lot of their characters, but it irritates me with Diana because she is a part of Trinity. It's just because they can talk and talk and talk all day. But you have to show us. You have to show us. Or why would we ever believe that you even like these characters and the stories you're trying to tell? Because what stories are you trying to tell? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you know either. The only time we have really good, let's say, like with the live action movies, is when we have a director who is really into it, who's really into the story. Matt Reeves with the Batman, James Wan with Aquaman. You know, he has a new spin with that. Like, I mean, at least they're getting directors that love these characters, because if not, I don't know what these movies would turn out to be. That's so sad. That's so sad. Oh, man. 
I'm man, I'm sorry for ranting for so long, but man, Warner Brothers really frustrates me. And it's also because the solutions to the problems are so clear. Like, man, God, <laughs> what in the, God, they're so frustrating. But let me know what you thought of DC fandom. Let me know what you think of how they treat Diana. Maybe you didn't notice an issue or you don't like Diana. She's not one of your favorites. So it doesn't matter. Just let me know what you think. <laughs> Just let me know what you think, what you feel, how this could be improved. What would you like to see from Diana, from the mascara, from the Amazons? Would you like to see anything greenlit? Let me know what you think about DC fandom and my thoughts and critiques on that. Um, and just let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I know it got more ranty and I know, honestly, I already know in the future of this podcast, there will be episodes that will be more ranty <laughs> depending on the events that are going on. It's weird. Even though I'm ranting, I still have a lot of fun. <laughs> I still have a lot of fun talking about this stuff. It's such a weird duality going on. Maybe I'm just so used to being disappointed in some ways, but then happy in others. That's basically what happened with DC fandom because I was disappointed in some ways, but then happy with like, you know, Black Adam, the Batman, you know, that's basically, that's basically what Dina being a DC fan is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, let me know what you guys think. I'm happy if you're listening to this on Anchor. We are, let's see, we are on Anchor, Spotify, we're on Breaker, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, I believe that's all of them. We are on all the audio platforms, so wherever you listen to your podcast, you can listen to me there. Or on Fridays, you can tune in. I upload these videos at noon Eastern Standard Time. So please support this podcast. I really do enjoy, even though this is the this is second episode, I really do enjoy doing this because um, I am such a massive fan of DC, whether I'm geeking out or critiquing them. So... <laughs> um, so thank you guys for listening again. Thank you for watching and I'll talk to you guys next week.